Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. <laughs> I fly, bro. That is never stopping. Trip goes to the white. <laughs> cool story, bro. Footy pajamas. Hey, genius. It's, three, it's 2 p.m. Central. PG3 Radio. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Give him a big, Freddy. Give him a big. Richard Mulligan. And as I put you down, my pants ripped. <laughs> it's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulligan, joined by my co-host, the man who was the Mr. Dixie Youth Champion of 1983, and best friend Josh probably say hey Josh. How is it going everybody? Richard, how you doing my man? Well, I am doing great and we are joined But yeah. Like, yeah, guess we what? We are joined by somebody here Josh. Indeed, we are in we are joined. We are a threesome today. And Ooh, the one that is completing here. the one's completing the triangle. <laughs> we got none other the man without a home himself. Josh Goldblay in the house. What's up man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited to be here. I finally get to record <laughs> it's yeah. been a long time, right? That's right, yeah. that's right. The microphone always makes me sound ridiculous to myself, but I'm hoping that everybody else enjoys it a little bit. <laughs> well, we are happy you're here because you're a big fan of MMA and UFC. And, and this podcast, oh. if we're being honest. Ooh. I yes. appreciate that, Weirdly man. enough, it's a love-hate relationship yeah. sometimes. So if you like us enough, we'll, we'll bring you in. Yep. If you listen, we'll... Yeah. We if, you just, if you just butter their bread a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> They'll bring you on in to be part of the threesome. And we eventually might make it a foursome if Maybe. they keep inviting me back. I'm just going to keep coming. Be like a damn key party in here eventually. Just go Man. ahead. Come on in. It'll get wild, that's for sure. Build that's another right. room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're happy you're here because of your MMA knowledge. Because today we have none other than legendary MMA fighter and promoter, Jonathan Ivey. And that was perfect time for my phone to go off and say, guess who? (laughs) Jonathan Ivey, the leg lock monster. He's going to be up right after this break. Like I said, this is a special, special edition of P3 Radio. We're interviewing Jonathan on this one. We're also going to be doing a a few other shows here with Josh and Josh. Uh, And if they want to check those out, Josh, how do they find our normal podcast? And can you tell them all about it? Well, uh, normally you would just, I mean, if you're listening, you've already got the bone. The bone has been thrown to you. But if you want to tell your friends, you can listen to us uh, on any podcasting app or whatever, you know, Google Play, iTunes, and whatever else, Podbean, you name it, we are there. P3 Radio, all one word. And if you're on Twitter, we are at P3 Radio, the number one. And on Facebook, put in that search bar, Pop Poncho, P-O-N-C-H-O, not P-A-N-C-H-O. We are Poncho. The easiest <laughs> way to find it is their uh, profile picture will be their wanted poster. Exactly. Yes. And so, if you want to get with us the old school way, 731 300 7-5. Feel free to prank call that number. I mean, that's a 24-hour... We, we get the most out of the prank call. Yeah, so prank call it, call it, and say whatever's on your mind. If if you're in traffic and you just want to give a big F you to the guy that's in front of you... If you, you know, have multiple personalities and you need to get that other gimmick out of you out, yeah, call it out. And, uh, Whatever you we'll need to do out. to not rear end somebody in traffic, if you just want to call and talk about their stupid Salt Life sticker or something, go ahead. <laughs> 
Make sure that if you're in the state of Tennessee, you do it hands-free. Otherwise, you yes. might get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, Josh, I see it right now on our phone lines. He's here. Let's not make him wait. Let's cue up the entrance music. Don't get your leg locked. You hear me? Anybody out there. Okay, just be glad he's not selling dope. All right. All right, Josh, I'm excited because it's been about two years since we've had this gentleman on the on the podcast. Uh, friend of the show, I want to say friend of the show. God, I hope he's not an enemy of the show. Oh, Lord, I really want this guy to like us. Uh, but he is coming up on a big event March 6th in Murfreesboro. He's a legendary MMA fighter and promoter. Give it up for the leg lock monster, Jonathan Ivey. Jonathan, welcome to P3 Radio. What's up, Richard? What's up, Josh? What's up, other Josh? What's up, What's up man? <laughs> How's it going, man? Man, we are. Oh excited. man, it's going good. We are excited about this. Uh, I, first off, I've got to say uh, I made a blunder, and I, I was I was really hoping that you were accepting of my apology to Charlie. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want you coming after me because, like I said, we've seen your videos. We know what you can do. Uh, definitely, and we definitely know there's not that much space between Murfreesboro and Jackson, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had we had a scheduling conflict, and uh, we had to record a day early. And I don't know what in my mind I, I was being, uh, I guess, weakly dyslexic. And I said the day after instead of the day before. So I told Charlie, "Hey, let's record Monday at 12." And I yeah. meant Saturday at 12. And Charlie sent me back a message like, "Hey, he's good to go at uh, Monday." And I'm like, "I can't do Monday." And I'm like, what's Charlie thinking? Yeah. And then I went back and looked. And I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Uh, my bad. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you being forgive, uh, forgiving, uh, I guess is the good word to say. And uh, But, yeah, we're, we're excited to have you on. I totally understand, man. Life gets in the way sometimes. I know that. You are scheduling conflicts. But, luckily, uh, I set my own hours, so we're good to go. Anytime y'all could get me in, man. Well, let's plug this right off the bat before, and we're going to do this a couple of times. Jonathan Ivey's Cage Fighting Championships 9, Saturday, March 6, 2021, 7 p.m. at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center, 1660 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, USA. Get your tickets right now at cfcfight.com. Jonathan, I mean, I know you've probably been running all over the place for this event. What you just did right there, you you spit that out like it was a – Wow, that was impressive. Yeah, do- <laughs> doors open at 6.30. Uh, fight start at 7.30. Um, right there at Murfreesboro at the Middle Tennessee Expo. You, I mean, you, you're you're a professional. Wow. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's real hectic here. The We're getting down to now. It's a week before the show. Um, so the last couple of weeks, it's been pretty much just 24 hours a day getting geared up for this thing, man. We're proud of what, it, of what it's grown into. And, uh, yeah, man, everybody's saying it's, you know, the biggest growing thing, fastest growing uh, MMA event. Uh, in Tennessee, so let's do it. Uh, yeah, and I noticed on the card you got some big guys in your main event. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, physically, yes. I mean, we've got yeah. a lot of super heavyweights on this event, man. Uh, I like watching the big guys fight. Um, listen, I've always had a rule: if 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 I've dated a woman that weighs more than two men that are in the cage <laughs> fighting, I just can't get into watching them fight. <laughs> Uh, so, and, and, and some of these guys are, you know, in the 135 pound range, which, uh, that's fine. Uh, you know, different, uh, preferences for everybody, but I like watching the big boys get in there and, uh, knuckle up and throw hands. So, uh, that's primarily what we got on this card. And, um, yeah, man, it's going to be exciting. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the number nine, and I know we've talked before about wrestling and, and promoting shows. I've promoted some wrestling shows, clearly not on the level of CFC, uh, but, man, I tell you, it's a stressful thing being the promoter. Uh, anybody you've had to leg lock so far, or are you just kind of swallowing the frustration? Uh, not on this event, uh, thankfully, <laughs> but there, there, there's been one time uh, the guy came in for the main event. He weighed in. He went back to the hotel we put him up at, and then the next day just decided he wasn't going to leave the hotel room. Oh, wow. And uh, it took it took everybody on my team to keep me from going to that hotel room and kicking <laughs> the door in and, and, and doing something bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of those kind of situations arising. Uh, from, you know, I was on the other side for a long time fighting – and not promoting, and I never realized. I mean, it, it's a lot less stressful getting in the cage fighting than it is trying to put one of these things together. That's for sure. Yeah, watching Dana White do what he does on the level that he does is always impressive, especially if you know what goes into it at all. Yeah, and as long as he's been doing it, oh, and he yeah. hasn't, you know, had a stroke yet or anything, that's <laughs> that's really what's impressive. He gets more pasty and more red the more you see him, though. Yeah, and, and you don't know if he's getting gray hair because he keeps it all cut off, <laughs> yeah. so who knows what he looks like yeah, uh, when he lets it grow he's out. He's fooling everybody, yeah. for sure. It's easy to liken <laughs> a, a promoter, a good promoter that really cares. You can liken him to the president and how they age after four years. Oh, right. You know, that, mm. that picture, if you take a picture of them four years later, they look like they've they look, seen some shit. They look know? weathered like old lawn chair or something. Especially after the last year of what he's had to go through and yeah. trying to make sure that oh, it all God. went through. Yeah, speaking of which, mm -hmm. what Josh just pointed out, how was, you, how was getting through COVID with all this? Well, we haven't had an event in a year. Our last event was uh, March 7th of 2020. Right at the and end. And we've waited. It's been a full year. And this show is going to be on March 6th, 2020. So 364 days since we've had an event, man, to get uh, through this social distancing and no uh, groups being able to form and all that kind of stuff. It's good so, to see it come but, back, though. Definitely. But we, we, we waited it out, man, and uh, – we hit this thing 100 miles an hour. So, listen, I, you know, as a fighter, you know, I won some and lost some. I've had a mixed record. But as a promoter, I'm 8-0. So I take one of these – I take every one of these things like it's life and death, man. These guys, things got to be successful. So I take it real serious. But I tell you what, man, it's it's almost like a breath of fresh air because uh, – my buddy Richard over here, he just hosted a uh, MMA. I didn't host. I just did announcing. Announcing. <laughs> you were the uh, the MC, if you will, right? And uh, here in town, an MMA event, um, and it was almost like a you know, like I say, a breath of fresh air, a return to semi normalcy. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's just it's a good feeling seeing that events are popping up. You know, I, I likened it to riding a bike. It's kind of like if you haven't rode, rode a bike in a while and you get back on your bike, and you're like, holy shit, I'm riding a bike and I can still do this. Yeah. <laughs> that event was a breath of fresh air. And I know the people of Murfreesboro, once again, Jonathan Ivis Cage Fighting Championship 9, Saturday, March 6th at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center. I know all those people in Murfreesboro, they're going to look at that as a breath of fresh air too because I don't know of a lot of things that's been happening in the state of Tennessee on this level. Not and very much. This is a Kickstarter, man. This is something that gets people excited, a return to normalcy. Yeah, and we, you know we take the, uh, the 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 CDC guidelines about you know taking precautions and all that, but I think people being able to get out and, and enjoy it safely uh, in an event like this is what people need. Man, concerts need to be start coming back and yes. stuff, and we need to get back to some sort of uh, um, uh, normalcy. You know, what's the uh, first concert you're looking to want to go to? What's what's an artist you want to go see is when we get all this lifted. 
Mm, uh, Richard, I'm sure uh, we listen to different music. Who are you into right now? Man, Who would you go see? I'll be honest. I listen to a lot of stuff. Like uh, I know we've got Snoop Dogg coming to town pretty soon. Uh, I also listen to rock and alternative and country. I mean, I listen to a lot of different things. So uh, for me, I'm, I might try to hit up that Snoop Dogg concert here in Jackson. Snoop Dogg's coming to Jackson, he Tennessee? Is. He, was, okay. supposed ballpark. he yeah. was supposed to come last year, and it got canceled because of uh, COVID. Wow. See, we okay. got a uh, we got a an old uh, baseball stadium that's not being used because they didn't renew the contracts. Uh, pretty much, the the little franchise left town after last yeah. year. So now we, they're trying to do this angle where yeah. uh, they're going to be promoting concerts and stuff. And what a what a way to start off with well, Snoop Dogg, right? It ain't the first one. They had what three six mafia there. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Nelly has been in town. Yeah, yeah. couple of couple wow. of old school good ones. Yeah. Uh, I came to uh, me and Jelly Roll used to be real tight, and we yeah. came to uh, Jackson. I think it was called was it Mix Factory that used yes, to be there? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. We we would go to the uh, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. He was a tall, bald headed guy that did uh, Elvis Presley impersonations. But um, we used to go there, and uh, Jelly would <laughs> perform, and, and it was a. I had a, always had a good experience in Jackson. Yeah, yeah. The Mix Factory. I want to think they did a um, tough man contest there. And one of my experiences there is the promoter that I was wrestling for at the time said, Hey guys, I got this great idea. We're going to do wrestling shows in between MMA fights or in between a uh, tough man contest. And yeah. I said, you've got to be shitting me. <laughs> There's no way <laughs> that I can watch. You could watch guys trying to take each other's head off legitimately. And then us going there and do our thing. You know, it's just two different right. worlds. Yeah. But they get them old ladies out there in the front. Why ain't he trying to snap Murray? <laughs> well, this is an MMA fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I tried to make the transition. There's a small wrestling event here in uh, here locally in Middle Tennessee, in Lebanon, Tennessee, that mm -hmm. does it. And I, I wanted to make the transition. And my buddy, uh, we met with the guy that owned the, the little company and everything. We thought it was a go. And then at the last minute, we didn't get to do it. But, man, I was really looking forward to that. I, I think tell I could sell it. I, yeah, honestly, dude, I honestly believe you are absolute money in professional wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah, that was kind of your your calling card for MMA is the, the performance. The entrances. Yeah, the yeah. entrances. I was the uh, I was the I think I'm still the only MMA guy that did the people's elbow in an MMA fight. <laughs> That's amazing. And pulled it off. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and it, for as big as you are, you're an athlete, like a natural athlete, and so it would it would you would transition pretty well over to that that art form, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was sold on it, man. I really wanted to do it. I was excited about it, and then uh, we already had a, a storyline that we pitched to the guy and everything. We. And uh, it just didn't happen for one reason or another. But, man, I was gung-ho about it. You know, we got Memphis Wrestling starting back up. Maybe we need to put him in contact Today. with Dustin Starr. Yeah, Memphis Wrestling starting back up here uh, in the Memphis area, and they're actually doing shows on YouTube. Uh, we know the promoter of the show. Maybe we need to touch base and get you all in contact oh, together. There we go, man. Yeah, uh, for sure, 100%. Yeah. I'm ready. It's always good when you bring a guy like legit in too, because yeah. then you don't have to do a lot either. I mean, you just show up, do your performance, and they know you're a, a legit badass. Well, right, so, because you remember back when we were kids, Dan Severn had yeah. no problem going to the WWF at the time, and, and that was his gimmick. Yeah, I am a badass. You yeah. don't you don't have to do moonsaults. You don't have to do plunges. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You just wrestle. And you tell a story, and that's it. And I think you could do that pretty well. So, yeah, we need to get you, you guys hooked up. But uh, speaking of fighting and, and untraditional fighting, we were sitting here before. We were trying to get 
geeked up for this interview, and we were looking for uh, weird things we could find online, and I asked the guys if they had ever heard of this, and they had said no, and Josh uh, Goble over here, the ones joining us, other Josh. <laughs> Josh, too. <laughs> yeah, he, he told us, he's like, I have never heard of that in my life, and he's more of an MMA aficionado than we are. So uh, it, what, what I showed him, though, was a thing called shock fighting. Have you ever heard of shock fighting? Never heard of it before in my life. What is that? Okay, so shock fighting uh, has two competitors, and they're wearing uh, boxing gloves. Not even full mm. boxing gloves. They're basically wearing MMA gloves. Yes. They're the small four- to six-ounce gloves. And, and in, in their right hand, they have just a regular glove. In their left hand, they have in their hand a taser. And it's taped to the glove. <laughs> and it's like duct tape to the duct glove. Duct tape to the glove. It's, so, and And the finish was somebody trying to... Uh, tase a guy and he's trying to avoid the taser and he catches an overhand right. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say this isn't sanctioned. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it is literally set up under a bridge in a real boxing wow. room. I, I, tell, I tell you what, this is a great opportunity. And, 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 if, and if this doesn't go anywhere, we will edit this out. But let's say that Jonathan Ivey is promoting shock fighting. How do you get that sanctioned? <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it's going to be near impossible, unfortunately, <laughs> but we'll, we'll try to fly it under the radar. We'll try to get it through. There we go. I like it. Let's just not say anything and see yeah. what happens. Oh, it's yeah, better to ask be... forgiveness than permission. <laughs> right. I was, I was wanting to hear the sales pitch. I was wanting to hear the, the sales pitch to the commission to be like, oh. okay, this is what I got. Okay. You know how hard it was to get sanctioned MMA oh. rules to oh, begin yeah. with, unified sanctioned MMA rules, and and consider and get all the stupid congressmen and senators on board when they called it human cockfighting back in the day and all mm -hmm. that shit. It was impossible. That you know, New York's only been sanctioned for what three years now, four years. I mean, you know, yeah, in Tennessee, it was illegal in Tennessee for a long, long time, wow. man. Oh, oh wow. You know, J Senator John McClain was uh, trying to get it banned right oh, back yeah. in the original he stages. And mm -hmm. come to find out, he was a huge boxing fan. And that's why he wanted to get rid of it because wow. it was competition for boxing. That's so it's exactly crazy. Right. A lot of those sanctions, uh, when you get into the weird governmental conspiracy ness, it, it almost always goes back to a guy that has ties to something else and had had incentive to not legalize or support the thing that's on the fringe. Right. You know, right. That, that's the yep. reason weed is illegal now is because of a, 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 fucking, <laughs> yeah. a fucking guy way back in the day, ha he owned a newspaper company, <laughs> yeah. a giant newspaper company or several, and he also owned the paper mills that made the paper, and then hemp paper was becoming all the rage, and because of that, he was terrified that if hemp paper took over, he would lose his, his paper sources and have to start buying his paper from other people. And so he, he used his <laughs> own newspapers to then put out propaganda against weed to make it seem terrible to everyone. Wow. Is that is that really right? I, I, That's I, I didn't know that. We That's, try to teach people things here on P3 yeah. Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Educational programming. Yeah, we're on PBS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to NPR. Next, we're going to be tackling the deficit. Yeah. Uh, we are not sponsored by international paper, mind you. <laughs> or right. weed. Right, right. <laughs> One of us is just a hobbyist. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, but once again, we talked about shock fighting. That That is not what you're going to see. That Those crowds were were blimps on the radar those arenas were blimps on the radar unlike the big event coming up middle tennessee at the middle tennessee expo center once again march 6 2021 jonathan ivy cage fighting championship nines all right now we we talked about 
cage fighting. We talked about MMA. We've talked about shock fighting. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about some other sports, Jonathan. Uh, what do you think? We, uh, Josh, you want to ask this question? Well, see, I re- this was yours. I remembered, and I asked Richard before the show, I said um, – his favorite football team is the Washington Redskins, right? Because yep. uh, I, I remember you saying that, I thought, during the last interview. And you would be the perfect person because you are a fan. What do you uh-huh. think about the name change? Well, the Washington football team, I think they're going to hold that for at least uh, the, uh, the complete uh, of next year. But right. then they're going to make a decision on it. But I'm not a fan. But they're all. I still call them the Redskins. They're always going to be the Redskins to me. Listen, you know, like 10 years ago, I want to say they had a poll come up. And then all the, the Native American organizations sided with they They weren't offended by it. And now uh, they said that – the. They said back then they didn't poll enough of them. Well, the per- it wasn't uh, some you know racist white guy that came up with the name Redskins. It was actually a Native American that came up with the the mascot, the Redskins, and the logo. Right. But um, they're always going to be the Redskins to me. I got it tattooed on my body. Uh, I, I you know it, as many times as I've been called white boy derogatory in my lifetime, <laughs> I feel like I have uh, the the authority to say Redskins whenever I'm cheering for my team. So right. I'm okay with it. What, what are you thinking about the quarterback Haskins? Uh, well, Haskins isn't our quarterback. Yeah, he th- got traded. Right. Um, uh, he's gone. I, I, I was a big Haskins supporter until, uh, I realized that he couldn't play at that level, but you know, right. um, I don't think the, our Redskins, uh, I don't think our quarterback of next season is on the roster yet. Um, Kyle Allen's fine. Uh, Alex Smith's fine, but um, I, I think we need to probably go get somebody in free agency. If if Deshaun um, Watson, Watson or, yeah. or Russell Wilson have any intentions on leaving their teams, and I think they do, they're welcome in Washington. Now, I know they <laughs> neither one of them want to come to Washington, but our defense is coming on. We're picking up steam, and uh, offense, I think, is just a player or two away. I really believe that. It turns out that when Tom Brady goes to a different team, he's a really good quarterback, and it makes a giant difference. Yeah, but I tell you what, <laughs> well, that, that Washington defense is stacked, and I tell you, there was times last year when I was like, man, if this offense was just a little bit better, this would be a Super Bowl contender team right yeah. here. Well, that's um, – I mean, that's always been a winning formula in football. If yeah. you can have a really, really good defense and a, a manageable offense, something slightly above average, yeah. you can win a championship. And that defensive end that you guys got, Sweat, is a beast. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a beast. Well, and, 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 you know, Chase Young got defensive rookie of the year. Uh, but um, when you look at the playoffs games from last season, you know, the Buccaneers played the Redskins, the Saints, the Packers, and the Chiefs. Who played them the toughest? us yeah first playoff game now i'm not putting us necessarily in those other teams league right now but uh we played them the toughest out of all their playoff it games sh- it shows potential and, yeah but jonathan allen deron Payne, chase young montez sweat uh if we get ryan kerrigan back uh bro our defensive line is 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 pretty nice that's awesome uh let me switch gears on you um uh, I'm assuming you keep up with with national MMA and uh, not just the regional cir- circuit. Uh, what do you think about Izzy uh, on the same night that uh, you get your guys are fighting? Yeah, well, it's so hard to plan that ahead of time, and anymore, um, as long as it's not Conor McGregor back in the day, oh, Ronda yeah. Rousey, or you know Brock Lesnar back in the day. But uh, there's always going to be you know things like that come up. But um, yeah, I'm a fan of his and. 
Sure, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll record it, go home and watch it afterwards. But oh, yeah. hopefully, people in Murfreesboro are still uh, pumped up, and from ticket sales, I can tell that they're still excited about Good. us coming back Good. after a year. So, but yeah, I'm actually I'm, I'm excited about that fight as well. Yeah. I'm, do Do you think he can pull it off the two belts? Yep. I, yep. Uh, I think uh, he's so dynamic yeah. as an athlete, man. And uh, um, yeah, he's, I'm he's just really excited. And his stand-up is is just silly. He's next level good. He's de- he definitely has the best. And you know, every time they tell him that he, you know, he hasn't faced a wrestler, and then you go back and look, and it's you know Robert Whitaker and Yoel Romero and yeah. uh, Kelvin Gastelum and all these monsters that take people down constantly. It's like, well, it turns out he's been okay recently. So, <laughs> in your opinion, who's the best that's ever stepped in a cage? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not a fan of John's, but John is the best. Yeah, absolutely. He's just uh, the best. And I Izzy's mean, everybody he's fought is killers. Yeah, Izzy's chasing him. I think uh, I think if John wouldn't have put on the extra weight, I think uh, it would have been an interesting fight at 205. But they said John weighed in at 252 the other day. I don't think he's coming back. No, no, I think he's he he's determined to go get uh Stepe, Stepe or uh yeah. whoever's going to be up at the top. Of the yeah, I think so. And and then it's just up to Izzy whether or not he wants to put on a few more pounds and weigh in at about two twenty five uh and, and fight at heavyweight. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and see if he can he, he can outspeed John. I just don't know that anybody's good enough to beat John. John's as good as it's ever gotten, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, Gustafson had a good chance. You know that one fight. Yes, I think did. I rewatched it and I think I. I think I gave Gustafson three rounds. I gave Gustafson the fight, too. Um, The other one that I thought that he lost was the Dominic Reyes fight. I thought it was a a razor-thin fight, but I thought he lost it. Um, Yeah. But other than that, he's been spotless his entire career. It's hard to argue against him. Besides that downward elbow he threw against uh, uh, Hamill. Yeah. Yeah. He He lost that fight, and he was dominating. He was destroying him, yeah. And other than John, I think the only other argument for GOAT uh, has to be GSP, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, other than other than that, because Nate Marquardt would have something else to say about that. Well, he's GSP a, definitely has. He's a very greasy person. That's the only. Nate. That's the only. The, the only mark against GSP in his whole career. Um, he quit because steroids were too prevalent. You know what I mean? Um, I think he has a real argument of being. You know, because John's extracurricular activities you know, are a black stain on his, on his career, but not his record. Right. And so it's kind of the opposite for both of them. But if you hate John enough to where you just pull him out of the argument, then I think GSP is your natural. And then Khabib uh, is clearly going to become a legend as time goes on. If we could be sure that the fights over in Japan were real, Fedor would have to be up there, See, but we just don't know if they were real. That's, right. that's what I was going to say. For me personally, my, my two all-time favorite competitors in MMA would either be Kazushi Sakuraba or Fedor Emelianenko. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just that's, I love Fedor's brother more than him because he was the most hardcore motherfucker I've ever seen fight oh yeah, in my legit life. Russian prison yeah. dude, man. Yeah. Like, he was legit. But you know, you know, Jonathan actually brings up a good point here uh, that when we were younger, they J- Japan's known for doing these like shoot fights mm-hmm. that are not really shoot fights because we used to get those videotapes shoot where it was like, yeah <laughs> we used to get those videotapes and they're like shoot fight number seven from Japan and you're like that's Big Van Vader yeah he's not shoot fighting no. he's got him in a leg lock that's like it's it's not even a real leg lock yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and I, there's no commission over there, right? And so I've got a friend that fought on Pride One, 
and he admitted to me that they they brought him over a week early and they choreographed the fight between him and the Japanese guy. Right. And then Mark Coleman's came out publicly and said his fight over there where he got heel hooked was a work. But um, so there's definitely some stuff going on. But now Fedor just went on such a tear yeah. over there that. Yeah. All of them couldn't have been fake, you wouldn't think, but uh, no. you don't ever know. And the problem is, is by the time he got back to America to fight what you would right. consider high-level competition again. He was 75. Yeah, yeah. He, was, <laughs> he, was he was just too old, man. It was like we, Jimmy yeah. we just didn't get to see it. Um, yeah, because, you know, he fought some legit guys toward the end of his career. Yeah. Oh, I honestly believe Big Nog, whenever he was, like, in his prime, that's probably one of the toughest motherfuckers yeah. to ever face, and and try to either quit or knock out. And who's the other Brazilian that beat him first? Uh, the guy that submitted him. Um, fuck, I'm forgetting Verdun. his name. Yes, Fabricio Verdun. Yeah, um, who's a you know, stud in he's his a own monster, right. Yeah, but obviously he's gotten too old and you know um, had to retire and do some things on the side. He's been fighting since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. he's well, been around. Well, we're talking about this because I don't want anybody having to rewind. So let's let's plug it again. Jonathan Ivey's Cage Fighting Championships, Saturday, March six. 7 p.m., Middle Tennessee Expo Center, 1660 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, USA. Tickets are available right now on cfcfight.com. Go and get those because, like, you're going to see a lot of things in UFC that they do, but right now you're not going to see a crowd. And no. I'm telling you, when I came to that Jackson show when that, when we did when they did that one here, having that crowd there just pumped me up. It made me feel like normal again. You need to get out to – Jonathan Ivey's Cage Fighting Championship, CFC cfcfight.com. Get your tickets now. Go out there and see it because, I mean, the crowds are going to be live and they're going to be ready to see some action. It's been a year. Uh, but within that same vein, uh, Jonathan, what are your thoughts on the empty arenas for these UFC fights? Are you digging it? Are you not? What, what's your thoughts? It's odd, man. And the same thing with the NFL games. And, and, you know, uh, Washington didn't have any fans in the stadium this year. Uh, it, it's just, it, it comes off as odd. And I think it affects the performances. Uh, I don't think the, the, when there's no electricity in, it's just, it's a dead feeling. Um, watching it and it's a dead feeling in there trying to be the athlete and compete during something like that. It's just, uh, I wouldn't want to do it. Um, right. But uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think we just need to go get back to some sort of normalcy and take precautions. But uh, man, every, there's a risk in everything you do, man. When you turn on your car, ignition in your car, and you drive down the road, there's a risk. So uh, I just think we need to get back to some sort of normalcy and, and get this thing going a little bit. Yeah, I can't remember what the who the fighter was, but one of the fighters actually came out from UFC and said they – were liking the fact that they could hear their coaches better they could get instructions better they could hear uh, one guy i can't remember it was on ufc recently said he could hear the announcer say oh he's going for a heel hook and he knew oh i've got i gotta get out of this (laughs) but uh, it's something to be said i mean i mean i know you guys are pumped up ready to go uh Let's get some predictions from you. We won't say who you think is going to win or lose, but what do you think probably has the potential on your card to be fight of the night? Um, Chase McMullen, um, uh, he's our super heavyweight champion. He's about 6'4", about 280. Um, Now, in Martin, Tennessee, there's a video circulating, uh, I don't know, a little while back where he knocked out five people in a, a nightclub parking lot in Martin. They all said wow. it was that college basketball player for Kentucky, but it wasn't. It was him. Wow. Uh, so, and but he he's he's ferocious in and outside of the cage, evidently. But <laughs> he's fighting the number one contender, Sage Mullins, 
uh, who's a very high level wrestler and he's probably about 255 right now. He's, Ooh. he's, uh, it's, 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 it, it could go either way. And when two people that big start throwing hands with each other, it's, um, it can get inciting. And then we also have two other guys that are in the top five. We got a guy, hold on, let me, um, we got a guy that's about 360. Uh, he's our number, he's ranked number five in the CFC super heavyweight division. He's fighting the number two ranked guy. That's about 290, and uh, he had about a 10-second knockout his last fight where he just threw a big overhand right. Anytime those big guys start swinging, man, I get pumped. Uh, so either one of those I think could take it. I'll tell you what, man. We just said something a minute ago about you in professional wrestling, and you know how to sell things, man. I mean, that's that's where a lot of promoters could take note because you just you sold me when you said there's a video of this guy back alley fighting in a parking lot <laughs> knocking people out like now i want to see this you know what i mean so what, what what's, what's that uh basketball player for kentucky last year that went went to the pros what was his name oh uh zion, zion? no yeah zion type williamson. in zion williamson i think's his name type in his street fight and that's the video that had come up it says it's zion but it's not it's jason mullen yeah. and uh he just starts laying people down. Let me just I think it's still on there. Let me help sell this for anybody who is a UFC fan who might be considering not going to your event. You can't see <laughs> 290 and 360 pound people fight in the UFC. That's not possible. They don't allow it. Right. There's no super heavyweight division. That's man. That's, that's right. And so that's one thing you can and viewing it in person is a different experience than viewing it on TV. And thirdly, let me just go ahead and sell you the main event, which is mostly what you're paying for. The main event doesn't start until 1130. Most of the time you got an hour to get home after this thing's over with and still catch the main event. Yeah. Yes. And when you buy the pay-per-view on ESPN plus, they'll let you rewatch it as many times as you want. So you can watch the main event and then go back and watch the rest of the fights. Hold on. I just pulled up that video. I don't know if Jonathan, you might not be able to hear this. We are watching. He is what I would take the equivalent of like Bruce Ling, these people in this parking lot right now. And you can tell well, he's, he tries to walk away at first, but yeah. then you can tell when he gets mad and he just starts laying them down. Dude, and, he's, <laughs> and you can tell he's got skill too. You can tell he's not just a big dude. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so funny. It's he like just let that dude hit him. What is that old Saturday Night Live skit where they're like, "How did we say we were gonna attack him all together? How did we attack him <laughs> one at a time?" And I feel like that was a that was a bad that was a bad strategy here. I mean, yeah. I, I love the. Yeah, they should have definitely jumped him at once. <laughs> I, I, I mean, one of them grab a leg, one of them grab another leg. What's up with the dude yeah. in the Tennessee hoodie trying to break the fight up? And he's like way smaller. Good luck, bro. Yeah. I, I love how uh, Jonathan was like, yeah, they should have all attacked him at once. Like, Jonathan Ivey instructs crowds how to gang mentality. <laughs> that would be what would be taken away from this interview. No, from he's just telling siblings. people how to smartly beat yeah. other people up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Use your intelligence. Work you smarter, smart. not harder. Well, once again, the leg lock monster, Jonathan Ivey, will promote it one more time because it, it needs to be promoted. Guys, it, well, it doesn't need to be promoted. It's going to sell itself, but we got to sing its praises because we're excited to see it back. Jonathan Ivey, Cage Fighting Championships 9, Saturday, March 6th at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center at 1660 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Tickets are available right now at cfcfight.com. And once again, we're going to say thanks to a friend of the show, like we said, hopefully not an enemy. Pray to God it's not an enemy. Friend of the show, Jonathan Ivey, the Leglot Monster, thank you for being on the show today, man. It was It's awesome to talk to you, and you have an open invite to come back whenever you want. 
Thanks, Richard. T thanks, Josh. Josh, too. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, I'll, I'll come on here anytime you want, man. This was fun. And, uh, Richard, I'm going to be talking to you uh, probably later today, man. I'll call you uh, privately and discuss some business stuff with you, bro. All right. I appreciate it. Once again, Jonathan Ivey, go check out his show Saturday, March 6th at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center. We'll be right back. All right. We would be remiss, much to Josh number two's chagrin here. <laughs> If we didn't mention our t-shirt provider, and that is tinyurl.com slash p3radiotees, hook us up. Hook us up with some of your patroness. Patronism? Patriotism? Patronage. Patronage. Hey, there we go. We just want your money. Yeah, and go. the way you can give us our money <laughs> is go to tinyurl.com slash p3radiotees. Pick that number two option. Don't just be a, a cheap person and just Chisler. Get that uh, fifteen dollar <laughs> gimmick. You need the nineteen ninety five gimmick. That's higher quality cotton. See, we're covering all bases. We even got a, a section eight t shirt. <laughs> Listen, if you do like their t shirt designs, which are all amazing, and you like sandpaper, you just go with the cheapest <laughs> option, and then you get to look at the logo while you lightly sand your work. Or I mean, if you're a uh, you got a car to sand down, you want to repaint. That's right. Yeah. Use one of them cheap shirts. That's but right. if you go to that number two and beyond option, you're gonna get high quality cotton, baby. And the way you're gonna do that, tinyurl.com/p3radiotees. Tinyurl.com/p3radiotees. Go check them out. Hook us up. Buy a shirt. All the proceeds go to P3 Radio. <laughs> it's a very weird the, charity the we're doing. <laughs> the improving the podcast initiative. Go there right now, tinyurl.com slash p3radio. Well, Josh, we want to say once again, thanks, Josh and Josh, we, uh, both of us. We're, we're polite people. Dose Josh. Yeah. We want to say thanks once again to Mr. Jonathan Ivey. Uh, go and check out his event, March 6th, 730. I mean, Murfreesboro. you're going to love it. I mean, there's no way that you're not going to come out of that just having the time of your life. Go and check that out right now. But that's going to do it for us. Once again, Josh, if they're listening to the show, they like it. How can they check us out? How can they email us? How can they follow us on social media? Social media <laughs> hookups. They, and how can they give us a text, call, or email? Well, I'm going to tell you what. If you're on Twitter, if you're a Twitterer, we are at P3 Radio, the number one on Facebook. Search Pop Poncho, P-O-N-C-H-O, in that search bar, and you will see our profile picture. And if you're an old schooler, you want to send a text, possibly a voicemail, prank us, prank us up. Our seventh, our number rather is 731-300-6675. Well, that's going to do it for Josh Briley and Josh Gobley. This is Rich Mulliken saying thanks for listening and good night.